Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and would like to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. So, as you can tell, there's um, victory music. Um, so, I wanted to celebrate. Um, as, as you saw from our recent episode that just dropped several hours ago, um, it, it, is, it has happened. Um, Australia has officially, or um, the capital territory of Australia, let me correct myself, has officially legalized cannabis for personal use. So like we talked about previously, um, you can grow up to two plants and I think you can possess, um, I think it's like 50 grams at a time or something like that. But, um, but you can officially, the, 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 they have officially voted on it and they have passed it. So it's, it's going to happen in the cat and the Australia Australian Capital Territory. So huge, huge round of applause for um, the Australian Capital Territory for joining the fold. Hopefully the rest of the country can um, homogenize its laws and join the fold too. Um, the work isn't done yet. Um, this could still get fought in the... Um, this, this could still get fought through the courts. It can still get sort of sabotaged and overridden and um but but you guys aren't necessarily an an uncharted territory because um in um in the u.s um washington dc like for several years has done similar things um Let's so I'll, let me just go to let me cut into the Wikipedia page of, of what cannabis in DC. So as you know, cannabis is legal in or if you don't know, um cannabis is legal in Washington DC and you know DC is like the capital of of the US. You know, it's where the White House is, it's where is where um, Congress is, it's where the, it's where the U.S. Congress members live during session, you know, and, um, it's where all the federal buildings are. And, um, but the thing is, um, Washington, D.C., like, like through, through like our founding fathers and all that, they didn't want D.C. to belong to any one state. So even though D.C. has, um, has um may they have a mayor they have city council people you know and they can pass ballot measures and and pass um ordinances and and laws through direct democracy much like they pass um legal legal cannabis the federal government because um they're they're situated in dc and because they're not a state they have they have um 
they have control over what DC does in a lot of ways. So even though they passed adult use, um, I want to say five years ago, they still haven't been able. You can you're able to grow and possess, but they they don't. There's like a or there's like a law that con that that Congress passes that bans Washington D.C. from opening their own um, opening their own retail dispensaries, and because of that, you can only really grow and possess, and um, you know gift it. Like you can, for example, you can buy a hundred dollar T-shirt and then get a quarter of cannabis. Like that's how you have to get your cannabis in D.C. Because the federal government still controls the purse strings, and they still control, they can still override some of the things that that um, that that DC does. And from what I read of the of, of the Australian capital capital territory, you know, I feel like a similar dynamic is going on. Um, in the article we read, we read about how they made things legal, like um, like same sex marriage. But then, but then it was sort of overturned until it was ultimately federally passed. And then they also passed, they also passed an, an ordinance or a law allowing for youth in Asia, if the person, if the person, you know, like, from what I read, priorly, like, if they put that in, like, their will, I'm guessing, or whatever, and they say, oh, if I become a vegetable, then I want to die in dignity. You know, they're not just, they're not just killing people willy nilly. It's like a, it's, you know, if, if you put that in your will when you were still lucid that you want to die in dignity, then you're allowed to do it. At least that's how I understand it. But, um, the, but again, the, the, the government's overturned it. But, um, I feel that there's a lot that we can glean from, um, what DC does and, you know how the federal government in 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 the U.S. still meddles with this, and I I'm sure that meddling is going to continue to happen, even though the Australia Australia Capital Territories, um, territory passed it. So let's let's go into a quick overview on how on on D, the history of of uh, cannabis in D.C. And, um, maybe we, maybe we can look at ways that we can sort of, um, learn from it and, um, ways we can, can maintain legalization, even though the rest of the government might be hostile to it. You know, I always say that this, in this podcast, that it's a global struggle. We can learn from everyone. Like, like, um, U.S. states can learn from Canadian provinces. I, I often say that, you know, um, when Mexico goes on, when Mexico goes legal pretty soon, we can learn from Mexico. There are going to be some things that Mexico does well, that, or there's going to be some situations, some similar situations that they find themselves in that we also find ourselves in. And then they might have a different solution to how they dealt with it. So again, it's a glo- cannabis legalization is a global fight and it's a global struggle. And I don't want to, I don't want that to ever be lost in people in, in this podcast. So let's, let's read the article and see what we can glean from it it's not a long one either cannabis in washington dc in washington dc cannabis is legal for recreational and medical uses but is barred for a commercial sale though the drug was fully legalized in the district following a 2014 ballot referendum 
the United States Congress exercises oversight over the government of the District of Columbia, preventing local government from regulating sales like other jurisdictions with authority derived from a U.S. state. Although marijuana is legal under district law, the possession of marijuana is still illegal under federal law. Marijuana prohibition is enforced on federal lands, including national parks and military property. Federal government controls 29% of district total land area, about 18 square miles, including the National Mall, Western Potomac Park, Rock Creek Park, Joint Base, and Anacostia Bowling. Restricted to Prescription, 1906. In 1906, Congress passed and or introduced an act to regulate the practice of pharmacy and the sale of poisons in the District of Columbia and for other purposes, requiring that certain medicines, including cannabis, be limited to pharmacists and prescribed. Medical cannabis. And again, so DC has sort of... DC has been in the same sort of progress track that um, the West Coast states have been on. Um, if I recall correctly, I think or Oregon and Washington legalized medical around the same time that DC did. So again, they've been they've been at the forefront of of of, of cannabis reform, and um, you know they've had to sort of go at it alone with the West state Western states and 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 Maine as well. So. Let's continue. Initiative 59 was a 1998 Washington, D.C. voter-approved ballot initiative that sought to legalize medical cannabis. The short title of the initiative was Legalization of Marijuana for Medical Treatment Initiative of 1998. Though the initiative passed with 69% of the vote in November 1998, its implementation was delayed by Congress's passage of the Bar Amendment, which prohibited D.C. from using its funds in support of the program. The amendment delayed the start of medical marijuana program until it was effectively overturned in, 20, in 2009 with the first D.C. Con- customer legally purchasing medical cannabis at a dispensary in the district in 2013. So yeah, again, like like we read in that article um, earlier in the morning, um, you know, even though the Australian Capital Territory could pass things, the federal government can overrule it. But but Washington D.C. in light of that, although it was a tough battle, they still persisted, and eventually they were able to have um, legal medical sales in 2013 you know they had to they had to fight this for 15 years but they and eventually their persistence eventually won out in may 2010 the council of the district of columbia passed a bill legalizing medical marijuana the congress did not overrule the measure within the 30-day legislative period and as a result medical cannabis became legal in january 1st 2011 Though carefully regulated through a lengthy permitting processes, process, dispensaries began opening and cultivation centers were allowed. Decriminalization. In, 2014, in a 2014 poll by the Washington Post, roughly 8 in 10 residents supported legalizing or decriminalizing marijuana. On March 4th, 2014, 
the Council of the District of Columbia decriminalized possession of cannabis. The new law went into effect in July following the mandatory 30-day congressional review period. Congress sought to block DC's decriminalization through another rider. Again, these are these these are the proceed like the the government and the courts in Australia. I would bet I would bet the money in my meager bank account are going to pull procedural moves to block the Australian capital's um, legalization. So these are the sort of shenanigans that have been tried in DC, and these are the sort of shenanigans that they might try. In, um, in, in, in the Australian capital territories, you know, all of these lawmakers and all of these officials, they pay attention to, they pay attention to global politics and they, and they learn, they learn tyranny from other countries and they export tyranny from other countries. So they're going to try procedural things like this to, 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 um, hamper legalization. So you got to be prepared for this stuff. But um, let, let me continue. On March 2014, the Council of the District of Columbia decriminalized possession of cannabis. The new law went into effect in July following the 30-day congressional review period. Congress sought to block D.C.'s decriminalization through another rider. On June 25th, 2014, House Republicans, led by Maryland Representative Andy Harris, blocked funding for D.C.'s law. The Harris Amendment bans D.C. government from spending any funds on efforts to lessen penalties for Schedule I federal drug crimes. Harris argued that D.C.'s law was bad policy, assessing a fine of $25, a fraction of the $100 fine in Maryland. Well, guess what? DC, DC is its own area. They can do what they want to do. They don't have to, this, this Maryland official ramming down Maryland's laws. Again, DC, Maryland, and Virginia are very close to each other. But, um, but this Maryland congressperson ramming down his own laws, um, to DC, even though the people of DC knew what they were voting for and they were grown adults that willingly voted through direct democracy and what they wanted, this Harris guy would be like, nope, canceled. But again, you, you have to expect these shenanigans from your officials in, 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 um, in, in the federal, in the federal government and, and in the courts. You gotta, you gotta expect these shenanigans and you gotta continue fighting. In response, activists launched the boycott Maryland's first district Harris constituency. Legalization. Initiative 71 was a Washington, D.C. voter-approved ballot initiative that legalized recreational use of cannabis. The short title of the initiative was Legalization of Possession of Minimum Amounts of Marijuana for Personal Use Act of 2014. The measure was approved by by 64.87% of the voters on November 4th, 2014 and went into effect February 26, 2015. Under legalization measure that went into effect 2015, persons over the age of 21 in D.C. may possess up to two ounces of marijuana, grow up to three mature and three immature marijuana plants in their homes, and transfer up to one ounce of marijuana to another individual. Drug paraphernalia such as bongs were also legalized. The sale, purchase, and public consumption 
of marijuana remains illegal. Again, like I have talked about, public consumption is a boogeyman, all right? The thing is, in all of these legal states, you know, um, although, although more states are starting to have tasting lounges and cannabis bars and cannabis lounges, unless you own your own property in the states, a lot, in all these legal states, and if your landlord in your apartment complex says no cannabis in the lease, you don't have a place to use. I would have no problem with this if this was regulated like alcohol and no landlord would ban your right to use cannabis. Like, again, banning banning your right to put alcohol in the fridge of your rental room or apartment, that'd be that'd be that'd be financial suicide for a landlord because alcohol is so commonplace and it's so ubiquitous that they wouldn't be able to move the property if they ever pulled that. But with, with, with cannabis, because of the lingering stigmas, you don't have a place to use if you're not a homeowner. Your landlord can outright say, no, you, no, even though you pay, even though you pay 60% of your income to enrich my pockets, I, I'm, I'm gonna invoke tyranny and not allow you to use. And they have the right to do that, sadly. So again, this is a boogeyman. And this is a way that they can continue to bust poorer people that don't own property and whose landlords ban it. This is a way they they can continue to get tickets. As we've gone over in an ep, in previous episodes, in D.C., ninety percent of the people that um that get that still get arrested, even though it's legal, or still get fines for public consumption or whatever, are 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 are, are black people and people of color. That that ends up happening. It's no joke. And they're going to use these laws to go after vulnerable groups. They're going to go after indigenous people in Australia. They're going to go after people of color in Australia. They're going to go after poor people whose landlords banned them from using. So you got to watch out for these things. Okay, let's continue. We're almost done. Opposition in Congress. In March, December, no, in mid-December 14, Congress passed an omnibus spending bill named C. Ronibus a port portamu of omnibus on, and continuing resolution that ended the federal ban of medical marijuana, but included a legislative rider that targeted DC's Initiative 71. The rider's final language barred the use of funds to enact any law, rule, regulation, or legalize other or otherwise reduce penalties associated with possession, use, and distribution of any Schedule One substance under the Controlled Substance Act or any tetrahydocannabinols derived from recreational purposes. The final language notably solely used the phrase enact rather than enact or carry out. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton said that she was told by the Democratic budget negotiators that the omission was made on purpose to give city leaders a chance to argue that in moving forward, the district is only carrying out and not enacting the measure. Norton reiterated this point in an Initiative 71 questions and answers section on her House website. Both D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser and the Council District at Columbia took the position that the voter-approved initiative became self-enacting. On January 13, 2015, D.C. Council Chairman 
Phil Mendelssohn sent the measure to Congress for a mandatory 30-day review period in accordance to the D.C. at Columbia's Home Rule Act. On February 24, 2015, Representatives Jason Chaffetz, Mark Meadows sent a letter to Bowser urging her to not move forward with Initiative 71 again. These 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 um, lawmakers are going to use reefer madness and they're going to culture war posture to to be like oh we we have to ban cannabis because you know it's still illegal and we don't like it and Nancy Reagan told us to just say no so these conservative lawmakers as I just read um, had through 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 some shade at the initiative Congress, congressional. Republicans, including the omnibus writer author Ed Andy Harris, excuse me, threatened prison time for DC mayor and others involved. Jeez. So again, they're going to they're going to be very ham ham fisted and they're going to do everything they can to stop this. So again, you have to really keep this stuff in mind here. That this is not going to be an easy fight. You have to be in this fight to win this fight. Because they're going to continue, they're going to continue throwing obstacles. So again, the work ain't over just because it's legal now. Congressional Republicans, including the omnibus writer, authors, Andy Harris, threatened prison time for D.C. mayor and others involved, suggesting that they could be prosecuted by the Justice Department under the Anti-Deficiency Act, which imposes criminal penalties on government employees who knowingly spend public funds in excess of their appropriated budgets. Marijuana arrest patterns. Between 2010 and 2015, the total number of marijuana distribution arrests made by police agencies in D.C., Metropolitan Police Department, Metro Transit Police Department, and federal agencies such as the U.S. Park Police and U.S. Capitol Police declined by 80%. The number of arrests for marijuana distribution and marijuana possession with intent to distribute is 13,008, 13, no, it's 1,378 in 2010 and 234 in 2015. However, in 2016, more than 400 people were arrested in DC. Like I just told you, were 400 people in DC, despite it being legal, were arrested in DC for public consumption of marijuana. And I would bet you money that it was people of color that had to suffer from that. And they're going to try these things with indigenous people in Australia. You know, they're going to continue this racist war on drugs. And because because cannabis is still, you can only really legally possess and home grow if you own property, I'm, I'm guessing in Australia, there's not going to be any places for you to use within the capital territory. And if, if it's forbidden in your lease, guess what the cops in Australia are going to do? They're going to, they're going to continue to pad their numbers and they're going to continue to give, to, to give people tickets for public consumption. Because again, you don't have lounges in DC. You don't have plate. You don't have like bars where you can smoke the cannabis if your landlord prohibits it, you, you you can't use it in your place of residence, and you cannot use it in your car because you can be charged with an OUI. So again, this is just a way to bust people, particularly people of 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 color and 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 poorer people that don't own property. That's what it is. That's it's it's a tax on those people. 
It's a, it's a technicality that they can exercise to continue busting people. And the numbers remain high in 2017. Arrests for marijuana distribution also sharply increased from 80 in 2015 to 220 in 2016. Fake legalization, man. Protests and events. On April 20th, 2017, local act- activist Adam in- Inninger and six other activists were arrested by U.S. Capitol Police during a public event where they handed out free cannabis cigarettes to anyone with a congressional ID badge. <laughs> Economy. Though D.C. law prohibits the selling of cannabis, a number of entrepreneurs sought to exploit the legal gray area around the drug. Kushkogs is a local government that accepts donations and distributes cannabis with a fleet of cars decorated with vinyl wraps of cannabis leaves while stating they're not selling cannabis. The owner of Kushkogs pled guilty in 2016 to two counts of distributing cannabis. A number of cannabis pop-ups have appeared in D.C. hosting events which donations are are accepted again? Like I just said, you, like that's 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 the loophole they're getting around because they can't really have sales in DC. So they're, they're so they're effectively selling like T-shirts for a hundred bucks and then giving you an uh, a quarter of of cannabis with that and saying, oh, you didn't you didn't buy cannabis, you you just bought a shirt and then you happen to get a quarter of cannabis as a gift. That's 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 the grift that's having to be run because of the federal government blocking um, adult use dispensaries. But uh, let's continue. While saying that they're not stating they're not selling cannabis, the owner of Coach Gods pled guilty in 2016 to two counts of distributing cannabis. Number of cannabis pop-ups have appeared in D.C. hosting events which donations are accepted, and cannabis is distributed. In 2018, D.C. police raided the XO Lounge, where a number of vendors were distributing cannabis and selling items such as stickers, football cards, with the cannabis being given out as a gift along with purchase. 22 vendors were arrested and charged with possession with intent to distribute a misdemeanor, but the charges were later dropped. End of article. So here are all the footnotes in case you want to do more research on this. I don't want to keep this too long, um, longer than it's already been. Um, so again, congratulations, Australia, capital territory. But the fight, the fight is far from over. You're going to have to fight your government and your courts truth and nail like like D.C., like Washington, D.C. has been doing. You're in a very you're in a pretty similar situation right now. So. Um, there, there, there are some things that can be learned from this and there, there is a way forward. You don't have to, you don't have to go at this alone. And remember ending cannabis prohibition is a global struggle. We can all learn from each other in, in this, in this fight. You know, when Mexico goes legal, there's going to be stuff that they can teach us. And, um, when, um, and, in places, and I believe Colombia is making moves and shout out to Colombia. We love you guys. Um, but there's going to be there's going to be things that we can learn from them too, and there's going to be things that they can learn from us. So this again, we us legal states, us legal territories, us legal provinces, us you know legal countries, because there's only a, there's only a few of us compared to the rest of the world. It's still illegal in most of the world. So we don't have to all go at this alone. 
we can all combine our heads and learn from each other and 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 fight prohibition and get the laws and get the regulations and get what we want out of this out of this so again i hope you guys got a lot out of this and uh peace out and congrats if you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support and expand our humble little project there are a few ways you can support us we plan on doing Big and humble little things with our projects, such as getting to trade shows, visiting other MMJ and recreational states, and doing on-field work. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash podcast slash support. You can also... Support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC Sativa Podcasts. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have $5 and $10 tiers if you're feeling extra generous. And those come with their own benefits too. And um, if you subscribe to the the 10 and above tier, you you get some personal time if you're over 21 with Mr. Sativa. So, uh, you know, you can chat with me on Discord. You know, we can have 15-minute one-on-one time. So you get you get exclusive episodes. You get early releases when you join these tiers. And you can also subscribe and find our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Follow us on socials at um on, on Twitter, for example, at IC Sativa Podcast and on Instagram at I am Cannabis Sativa. And as always, stay medicated, my friends. Peace.